Welcome to the Wealth Tank Podcast, passive investing for veterans. Our mission is to educate, inspire, and motivate you to reach your goals of wealth and freedom. And we are your hosts, Tom Groves and Noel Walton. So today, you're going to hear more about why we choose to syndicate our real estate deals and how the structure benefits you. So let me start off with what the definition of a syndication is, because a lot of people don't know this and, and it you know, it can sound a little scary, but it's really not. So a syndication is just an investment by two or more parties, such as individual investors or companies who agree to combine their financial resources to invest in a project that would be too expensive to tackle individually. Yeah. And so that's awesome, Noel. And things to think about are the roles within a syndication. So you have a GP, a general partner, and you have an LP, limited partners. So the general partners are the individuals that find the deal. They're the ones that actually go out there communicating with the brokers. They're the ones that are sourcing the financing from lenders, from banks, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac type loans. These can run millions, if not tens of millions of dollars. So those are the general partners and they're the ones that actually come up with the business plan to operate the property that are communicating with the future uh, property managers of the of the deal. And then the limited partners, you know, you as a limited partner, you're the ones who have limited exposure, limited abilities in the deal, but you are truly going in as limited partners that gave passive money month after month, year after year. So those are just some really quick uh, definitions as to what the roles and the responsibilities are. But Noel, you know, that being said, I know there's different types of deals out there, different types of syndications. Do you want to talk about that really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's really two main types of syndications that are generally used to acquire large uh, commercial assets. And the first of those I'll talk about is a 506B syndication. And I won't go into in depth on why it's called a 506B or a 506C. Uh, we can touch on that some more in the future. But a 506B uh, is one designation through the, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, that allows non-accredited investors who are considered sophisticated, they have some experience in investing, uh, and it allows them into, the, into that deal. Uh, and we, as the general partners, have the responsibility to vet and to have a relationship with those folks in order for them to be able to invest in these deals. We cannot go out and advertise these deals. Uh, so it's very dependent upon who's in our network, who we've connected with in the past. And once we have connected with them, we, we understand their financial situation and we have a substantive relationship, then they are uh, privy to that information of these deals so that they can be uh, shown these opportunities and allowed to invest in them. So that, and it really, like I said, the sophisticated investor or non-accredited means they just don't meet the definition of an accredited investor that the SEC sets forth. Uh, so And, the, and those to, type things, they're really relationship driven, are they not? Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a relationship business, hundred um, percent, you know, and most of our deals that we've done so far, uh, you know, really all our deals that we've done have been 506B syndications. And in the future, we will be, uh, you know, uh, pr providing some 506C syndications as well to investors in the future. 
but uh, that's what's that's why it's so important to have the relationship, you know, for those who are looking for these deals that aren't accredited. You need a relationship with a team that does 506B syndications. Uh, so there's a lot of general partnership teams out there in this business, but many of them only do 506C. So if you're not accredited, you will not be able to invest with those people. With that team, uh, you know, and we're one of the teams that that does 506Bs. We like to to offer that, especially for the newer investor that, you know, they they've been smart with their money. If you you know you've been smart, uh, you know, investing whether it be in stocks or you have a uh, self directed IRA, things like that, and you've built up fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or more through the years, and you want it to grow faster, you know, grow better with some tax benefits. This is a great option, you know, to, to invest yeah. in these 506Bs, um, you know, and as I said, uh, said the uh, with the 506C, you know, we as a general partner team, we can go out and, and advertise these on social media, uh, you know, or wherever we can put ads out on, on Google or Facebook or whatever. We can actually put out the, the specifics of a deal and the opportunity, what the projected returns are, uh, but only accredited investors can right. be a part of these deals. So yeah. that that that's the general role up there. Uh, but Tom, you want to do you want to tell us a little more about the difference between accredited and sophisticated? And you know what what are the what's the definition of an accredited investor? Typically, if you're accredited, you know it. Um, but if you know, for you who are listening, you know, as Noel said, the two type of syndications, the five hundred six B. If you get confused. Believe me, there's a ton of information out there and it's easy to get confused. If you think about 506B, how I always remembered it, B is for buddies. Those people who I have a pre, you know, existing substantive relationship with, those are the type of people that I know that I can go to for a 506B type syndication. 506C type, uh, type syndication, uh, the definition there of an accredited investor. I encourage you because this has changed throughout the years. But take some time to look at the, you know, uh, the website from the SEC. You can Google it and find out what the latest definition of a accredited investor is. But a great rule of thumb is, you know, you have an individual that exceeds two hundred thousand dollars a year through their W two, or as a couple, they're making three hundred thousand dollars a year, um, you know, for the prior two years, and uh, that there's a re reasonable expectation that that is going to continue on um, through your through your W-2. So that's one. You have a net worth of a million dollars or more. And so either alone or together with a spouse. Um, so those are a couple quick examples of what an accredited mm -hmm. investor is. So not just that, but you have individuals, if you have individuals that hold, uh, they're in good standing with a Series 7, uh, series 65 or a series 82 license. These are type things that can make an accredited investor. And there's others as well. There's other items out yeah. there as well. Yeah, the SEC you know, does have trust a, entities. A, you know, there's a lot of stipulations on there. But a good rule of thumb is that you have, you know, that baseline as an individual $200,000 or more a year, a couple of year track record for that um, with a million dollars uh, net value. Um, as well. So those are just some good rules of thumb. But again, I encourage you, we are not attorneys. We're not CPAs. We encourage you to do your homework and to see what, what's going on out there, to see what the late, latest definitions are 
uh, through the SEC. They can get they can get very deep into there to see what it is. But uh, that's just kind of a quick overview as to what an accredited investor is. A lot of people may be wondering, you may be wondering on this call, why would I get involved in this? Why would I do this? No, I know there's a lot of reasons why, but uh, do you want to kind of go over some things? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, I'll kind of cover here, you know, what are some of the benefits, the risks, things like that? That's what people really want to know is like, what's the, is the juice worth the squeeze, right? That's, you yeah. know, and then we do that in the military all the time. You're, you're making a decision. It's like, hey, is, is the benefit going to outweigh the risks? And that's what we, you know, we're going to talk more about that. And, and, but, uh, you know, one of the things that that's really important as well is, you know, people want to know why, why this SEC stuff, you know, why, why can't I just give you money? You know, why can't people just give you money and give me my, give me my returns? I want to be like a, you know, a, a partner in a deal. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. And the, the SEC uh, makes these regulations and they govern, they're in place to protect investors. So they have Absolutely. these regulations uh, and in any time that there is uh, an active role and someone else entrusts a team with that active role and gives their money passively, that is automatically considered a syndication. And so the the rules and regulations of the SEC must be followed in that case. And so that's on our responsibility as a general partnership team to do yep. that, you know, follow those rules. Uh, so we stay legal and everything, you know, we can continue to uh, stay in business, obviously, and uh, keep, keep making you money. So, absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. Anytime you invest passively and trust an active team, that is a syndication. And so, uh, you know, we we uh, we work closely with a securities attorney on all our deals and they ensure that all the legal documents are drafted that are required, uh, that they're done correctly and that the investors receive all those disclosures and operating agreements and all of that to read ahead of, of time with all the information they need. So that's the basics of it. Uh, so getting to the benefits, uh, you know, I, I know we covered this in the first episode, uh, a little more of the laundry list there. But obviously, you know, it, it's hands off for you as a passive or limited partner in a deal, completely hands off. You know, the only time requirement really for you is, you know, maybe you want to watch the presentation to learn more about it, read the offering memorandum and ask your questions, have your questions answered. Right. And then do course, your homework. Sign, exactly. Do your homework beforehand, uh, which we obviously are very, uh, you know, that's a high priority for us as a team. We want to educate you, the investor. Make sure you understand the ins and outs. And then also through that, your money works for you. You're not putting the, you're not exchanging your time for money. Your, your money is doing the work while, and thus you're leveraging the skills of a general partnership team, the experience of that team and the time that they put in to make you money. So that's, that. those are huge benefits. And, you know, you, you also, sh you own a share of equity in each of the deals that you invest in. So you, some percentage, depending on how much is being raised and how much you bring into the deal, it determines the percentage of equity that you, that you receive. And with that, uh, you also will enjoy the benefits of the tax depreciation for that percentage of ownership as well. Uh, so uh, you, you know, if you're familiar with obviously any single family investing, you can depreciate a home over a certain amount of years, right? Equal amounts. But with commercial real estate, we can depreciate uh, much faster. And so that's a huge benefit is that we can take 
a large sum of the depreciation early on in the ownership of a property. And that depreciation gets passed down to the investors and offsets their passive income. So, all right. And so, you know, like I mentioned, that, those are some of the biggest benefits. And then obviously there are some risks. So we want to talk about that. We sure. want to be very transparent about that. Uh, you know, and but they are limited risk because a limited partner doesn't carry certain risks like the general partnership does. You know, as since we operate as a general partnership, we sign on and we sponsor essentially the commercial loan that is in place for this for any particular deal. So we accept the risk uh, to ensure that that loan gets paid. If it doesn't get paid, yeah. they you know if it's there, it can be a. You know, it's obviously different types of loans. It could be uh, guaranteeing, you know, us personally. Uh, we might personally have to pay that back the loan. We try to avoid, obviously, loans that are higher risk like that. But, uh, but anything that if the loan doesn't get paid, you know, we're responsible for that. Or legally, if there's a any sort of uh, litigation, we would be involved as general partners in that. You know, I talked about the benefits there, and. So obviously we have to disclose what are risks? What are the risks involved? There's obviously risks involved with any investment. So this is really important to understand as a limited partner, you do have some risk. There's the risk of potentially losing capital, right? But that is it for you as a limited partner. Uh, the general partnership takes on a majority of the risk and in the and for one being that we sign on the loan. So we accept some liability there, mm -hmm. but we also, uh, you know, are, the parties that would be subject to any litigation that happens. So the limited partners would not be responsible for any sort of lawsuit or something like that. That is completely yeah. on us uh, as a general partnership team. Um, so, you know, it, obviously with that, with that in mind, you know, I'd say that's pretty minimal, uh, fairly minimal risk, but it is a risk. And so Tom tells more, you know, what, what can our listener do if they decide, Hey, I want to be a limited partner. I want to go invest with a, with a great mm -hmm. team, you know, what, what do I need to do to mitigate the risk to me? So I don't end up losing capital, you know, what kind of yeah. things do I need to know or what do I need to ask? Yeah. There's a few different ways that you can do that. I think one of the most important uh, ways is that you want to vet the team. So you're looking to get into a deal. You see something that's really promising. You want to make great returns on your, on your uh, money. You want to vet the team that you're working with. You want to ask the right questions. You want to make see what their experience is. So we recognize that with any great return comes some kind of risk. You know, this risk can be mitigated and sometimes avoided altogether with making the right decisions on who you're going to be working with before you invest. So a few good questions to ask is one, you want to ask the team how long they've been working together. Um, you know, there's teams that are constantly coming into the industry and growing and doing some great things, but, you know, you may want to have an experienced team. And if they're a newer team, what kind of people are they working with to kind of coach them through that entire process to make sure that uh, they're, they're making all the right decisions on your behalf? You know, so you ask what their experiences is, what their experiences are. And uh, a great question is, um, what kind of challenges have they faced through their existing uh, deals? You know, if they've taken deals down in the past, what challenges have they faced and how did they make it through that challenge? What decisions were made? How did they stick together as a team in order to benefit 
the deal in order to benefit their investors, in order to benefit the tenants? You know, these are some great questions that you can start out by asking. But just getting to know your team, getting on a phone call with them, seeing who they are, what kind of, again, what their mission is, what their values are, what their goals are as a team. Um, if they align, align with yours and you feel comfortable and strongly on what they're doing and they have great experience and they face challenges and they've worked through those together, that could be a great fit for you as an investor. So, and often, you know, Noel, I think a lot of times people, they want to get involved in deals, but they're like, all right, what, what's the catch? How much does it cost? Right. And uh, so any investment, it does, it does cost time and money. But uh, it depends on the, the, the type of deal, whether or not it's a 506B or a 506C. As a 506B, remember B is for buddies. Um, typically, those deals are a little smaller. I've seen them through my experience. I've seen them as low as $25,000. But I think a good rule of thumb for a 506B is around uh, $50,000. And uh, if you think about an accredited type uh, deal, a 506C, Typically, a good rule of thumb would be around a hundred thousand dollar investment for that. And those type investments can range in time frame. They can range in returns. There's some different stipulations, but that's getting to know your team. But Noel, uh, you know, talking about investments, people want to know what their returns are. So, what kind of return could somebody look for when they're making, let's say, a fifty thousand dollar investment? Yeah, and you know, I'll preface this by saying any projected returns are projections, right? So projections, and this yeah. is something we always say, you know, and it, it can vary by deal significantly depending on the strategy and the, the class of asset, many different things. But what are you know, expected returns and generally how are those, how are these deals structured and how would they pay out is, is a great question. Uh, so there's really two main ways is cash flow distributions, which are generally quarterly uh, and profit splits, which means, you know, depending on, if it's a 75-25 uh, equity split in the deal or a 70-30, meaning uh, you know 70% of the mm -hmm. profits from the sale uh, would go to the limited partners or passive investors and 30% to the general partners. Uh, but the, the LPs in almost all cases will get the larger share of that equity split. So, you know, obviously this depends a lot on the economy or that particular market the type of investment, the operating mm -hmm. team. Um, and, but, you know, through our experience, you know, cash on cash returns, you know, that's going to be very dependent upon how well it's run. Um, you know, what, what many different factors, but you could generally see anywhere from 7% uh, up to 14%, which is a very high cash on cash, but in many cases, those are more risky investments as well. Uh, so like I mentioned, profit splits could be 70, 30, uh, but they can vary. We've seen 80, 20 splits uh, in, as well. So uh, very much dependent on those. And, uh, but that, that's just the basics right there. So I think that, you know, that really covers awesome. uh, really the, the syndication structure, the basics. What is a syndication? How does it work? Why do we do a syndication and how mm -hmm. the investors benefit? What are the risks? What are their benefits? And uh, we hope that sheds some light on the topic, uh, you know, and uh, I'll hand it off to you, Tom. Yeah, I just, you know, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we, our goal is to bring valuable information so you can make the best decisions 
uh, moving forward for you and for yours. But uh, to learn more about investing in multifamily real estate with JCOR, check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And please feel free to download our free passive investing guide at our website. And our website is probably one of the best ways that you can get in touch with us. Um, there's a link on there where you can set up a phone call. Uh, that's jcoreinvestments.com, J-C-O-R-E investments.com. Download that free passive investing guide, and we look forward to hearing from you. If you're ready to take a leap with us and join the JCore Investor Club, then reach out to us. You can schedule a call with us on our website, and we will personally connect with you and discuss if you're qualified to invest first, and if you are, if it doesn't meet your goals. And uh, all these details will be in the show notes, and we look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. You know, we're really excited to bring on some amazing guests in the future. And if you found this podcast valuable, please leave us a five-star rating. We'd love to get your positive feedback and uh, review it and share it with a friend because we want to spread that knowledge out there to everybody. And until next time, go Army, beat Navy. See you. <laughs>